planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. Hey, this is Harlot from the Butcher Baby. This is George Corcoran, the Fisher from Kelma Corp. Hey, this is Rex from Kill Devil Hill. This is Wednesday 13. This is Dad from Yellow Dobby. This is Odorous from Water. You're listening to Rabbit Noise on Rabbit Radio. Turn it up. Welcome back to Rabbit Noise on Rabbit Radio. That was Right Wing of the Garden Triptych from Cradle of Filth's new album, Hammer of the Witches. And joining us now is the man himself, Danny Filth. Good evening, sir. Hello. Well, it's uh, great to have you on the show with us, man. Uh, last time we spoke, you were just about to release the Devilman album, and uh, I believe you, you've just started working on Hammer of the Witches, which is album number 11. Uh, that's that's a massive achievement, man. Yeah, people keep reminding us. They keep saying, like, Cradle's going to be like 20 years, well, 25 years old soon. It's like, stop it. Stop <laughs> reminding me. Makes me feel old. Um no, it's great. It's a really good feeling. This album's really strong, getting a really great reaction from, well, fortunately, only journalists have heard it thus far. It's a good sign. I mean, it hasn't leaked. So, yeah, a good place with it. Yeah, it's, it is a good album, man. I, I've been cranking it a lot. The, uh, the track that I've been stuck on is Blackest Magic in Practice. That's the one I keep going back to. I really dig that track, man. Yeah, it's... Um, I guess it's the weepy of the album. You know, we're slightly slowing things down a little bit. Well, it doesn't. It gets fast and heavy and has a bit of death metal interlude in it. Um, but, yeah, I would say that's actually my favourite track as well. Yeah, it's really melodic and it's it's definitely a journey, man. Like, it's it's got a lot of different changes and stuff. Yeah, that's the one that stuck out to me at the moment. But it'll probably change. I'll probably like another one next week. <laughs> it's 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 got a lot it's got a lot going on this album. I really dig it. Cool, thank you. Well, uh, as we were saying before, you know, this is album number eleven, and not many bands, you know, last that long these days. You know, with the industry and everything like that. And you've been, you know, doing Cradle since the early nineties, and a few members have come and go over the years. Of course, that happens with bands. Uh, you know, you've got a couple of new guitarists in the band this time as well. What's the requirements of joining Cradle other than being able to shred, obviously? Well, we had to find two new guitarists out of complete necessity. We were co-headlining a big tour across Europe at the beginning of last year with Behemoth. And uh, we already knew that our previous guitarist, Paul, couldn't do the tour for whatever reason. And so we'd had to find someone to replace him for the tour and then, literally, the 11th foul came, and our other guitarist, James, who'd been suffering from quite a severe neck injury, mm. had been getting progressively worse, found out that he had to undergo surgery. And uh, so he was out of the equation. And rather than cancel the tour and undo all that hard work with, with Richard joining, um, we were introduced to Marek, or Ashok, um, as he's known, who lived in Brno in the Czech Republic, so Martin knew him, the drummer knew him. Uh, indeed, we call them the Czech mates now. Um, so <laughs> he came on board, and having both of them uh, very prolific guitarists, both joining at the same time, um, has really you know, pushed forward the whole notion of the twin guitar harmony, 
and we were playing a lot of material from our um, older uh, work. In fact, it's so good now, and I can speak on behalf of how good the musicians are, because I just hang around with musicians and the vocalist. Um, we're now able to plunder anything from our back catalogue, which is another asset as well. So I'd say, you know, if, you're gonna, if people were going to join the band, and hopefully there will be no more vacancies, um, and then this lineup's going to be pretty solid. It would have to be, you know, being into the band, being very um, astute and lots of good ideas, being obviously very talented guitar-wise, but more importantly than anything, it's really compatible with, with the idiots that are um, literally cradle self. It sounds like it's a new era for you guys. It's it's going to be huge. Yeah, totally. I mean, we've been um, cocooned in the studio for quite some while. We came out at the end of April, and then suddenly it's back into craziness again. I've uh, Since then, we've played the Philippines. Um, I actually did a show with Devilman and Cradle on the same day at Grass Pop in, in, in Belgium a couple of weeks ago. I presented at the Krang Awards, presented at the Metal Hammer Awards. It's just gone loopy, and you suddenly, from being ensconced in a studio in the middle of nowhere, really isolated for months upon months, not seeing another human being, because you get back sort of really late at night and leave early in the morning from the house, to suddenly being back in the world of rush of humanity, it's like phew, a bit mind blown. Cool nonetheless, though. How'd you go doing the uh, Devilment show and the Cradle show on the one day? Well, we didn't play at the same time. That was that was a benefit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> People say I can sing out my ass, but I can't do both at the same time. <laughs> um, yeah, that, that was pretty difficult. It was fun, but it was like literally come off stage and then we had a signing in between. So I literally had to go get the makeup off, do the signing, go back, grab something to eat, and then start the rigmarole of, of getting ready for the creative show. But it was awesome. I don't think I could do it every day, but um, once or twice a year would be awesome. That's pretty epic, man. That's a pretty epic, considering, you know, you usually do a pretty long set with Cradle alone. To do, you know, two big sets in a day, you probably would have wanted to sleep for a week. I did. <laughs> Awesome, man. Well, another thing about Cradle is, you know, the merch has always been memorable and uh, it's always good to ruffle a few feathers, especially with the uh, Jesus is a shirt, which I'm pretty sure is one of the biggest selling shirts of uh, all time. You know, do you still hear stories of people, you know, getting themselves into trouble wearing that one around? Yeah, yeah, the recent thing in New Zealand, which was ironic, really, because some woman who took offence at the shirt, despite the fact she was warned what was going, you know, that... It was put in sort of a, as I'm led to believe, a part of the museum that you had to be 18 to get into and whatever. She decided to spray it so people couldn't see it and thus make it a big palaver and fuss over it. Just brought it to more people's attention because obviously it got reported on, so that was a bit contradictory. Yeah, it, it pops up every now and then. That actually led to a, a big thing in Rolling Stone last week. Uh, where they did a big piece on that T-shirt, and I found out about a lot of other things through um, through that piece because it was really good journalism, actually. Quite surprised, and uh, they dug up a lot of stuff I had no knowledge about about different people being persecuted for it. But yeah, I get you know, I mean, it's just one thing the band's done, and yes, it will come to haunt us or haunt us probably for our entire career. But what the hell? Who cares?
<laughs> All right, well, we're going to go to the track, deflowering the maidenhead, displeasuring the goddess now, and we'll be back very soon. Hey guys, just want to take a minute to give a shout out to our podcast supporters, RW Promotion, who are the best in the business when it comes to printing posters, flyers, banners, badges, business cards, you name it. They've got what it takes to help you get everything you need to help spread the word about your band or business. And uh, with a blistering turnaround, they'll make sure you get your product ASAP. So get in touch with Richard and the team at www.rwpromotion.com.au or shoot them an email at info at rwpromotion.com.au. Also want to give a shout out to the guys at Blacklight Art and Design, who in my opinion are the Gold Coast best screen printers. So, uh, you know, we've gotten many band shirts and even our own Rabid Noise shirts done through these guys. And uh, they've also got one of the fastest turnarounds I've ever seen. So all quality prints at competitive prices. Uh, so whether it's band merchandise, sporting teams, promotional garments or workwear, you know, they've got you covered. So hit them up at www.blacklightad.com.au or email them at info at blacklightad.com.au. So big thanks to those guys for helping us to bring you this podcast each and every week and for, of course, supporting the metal scene. So now it's back to Rabid Noise. And we're back with Danny Filth on Rabid Noise. Now, it's no secret that, you know, you're a classic horror fan. And uh, with the very sad recent passing of the legendary Christopher Lee, did you ever get the, the chance to hang out with him and get to know him? Ironically, um, we approached him um, way back when. I think it was for Midian. We'd already worked with Ingrid Pitt, who uh, we chose her to, to portray Elizabeth Bathory on the album Cruelty and the Beast, and of course she was known for playing Countess Dracula in Hammer. Mm. Um, hence, hence the reasoning behind that. But we did approach Christopher Lee, and he was busy at the time. Um, and it doesn't seem so much of a sort of uh, palm off by him, you know, saying, oh, he's busy, he doesn't want to work with you. In hindsight, because of obviously his involvement with metal, I mean, even this Christmas he did a, a metal covers album. So... He was quite genuine about wanting to, to get back with, you know, and probably working with us. And thus we worked with Doug Bradley, who played Pinhead in, in the Hellraiser series. Um, we even had um, Tony Todd, who played Candyman, um, audition for an album. But his, uh, his agent didn't tell him quite what he was letting himself in for, and so he bailed at the last minute. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, the, we were, I was actually saying to my wife last year, God really should having watched Lord of the Rings, really should um, do something with Christopher Lee soon because he is obviously getting on a bit. And then I was on the train to London uh, a few weeks ago to the Hammer, going to the Crang Awards and uh, texted me with the sad news. And I was literally, you know, normally when you hear news and that, you're going, oh, God, that's mm. sad. And, oh. But I was literally mortified. Yeah, it's it, it was pretty sad. But, I mean, he lived a massive life. The stuff that that guy did, you know. Yeah, of course. Yeah, 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 totally. I mean, but um, I think he could continue. I mean, like I said, a metal album at Christmas, and he was doing so many films. You know, I mean, he literally got into every massive franchise that there's been. James Bond, Star Wars, Lord of the Rings, et cetera, et cetera. Absolute legend. You know, you're not just a front man, but you're also a family man as well, you know, and you've uh, spoken about your daughter, uh, Luna, a few times uh, in interviews. 
is you know does she follow in dad's footsteps or is there just you know oh that's no, just what dad bit. does no <laughs> um well she's sort of getting into entry level heavy metal at the moment and what i mean by that is like the slew of american bands that are more haircuts and music if you know what i mean but um yeah i was kind of fortunate enough um that i was presenting at some awards recently and i managed to get some some um, people's autographs for her so that's all cool but yeah god forbid that she's following our footsteps i mean with the current climb of music in general at the moment you know with the digital download age which is literally has a stranglehold on the whole music industry at the present then i would strongly recommend not following in my in my clover prints does she uh follow what you do and things like that or is it just yeah that's yeah just of course yeah, yeah we can't, <laughs> can't fail not to really living in the same house <laughs> As we were saying before, you've been doing this for uh, many years now and probably gone through truckloads of stage makeup. Do you get sick of putting the makeup on all the time or has it become a bit of a ritual for, for you personally? Well, it's a ritual. You know, you're used to it. Um, obviously, I was talking to Nick Holmes, actually, from Paradise Lost because he's singing there a couple of weeks ago at Hellfest and uh, he was there with Bloodbath and he was saying... It's weird because he'd never dressed up before until he joined Bloodbath, and he actually quite liked it. But he could under and he was saying, "But I can't imagine being like you and like every time you have to play." And it was really, really hot in France as well at that point, and the dressing rooms had like sort of a perspex ceiling, so it was just face melting, and the whole ardour of like putting this makeup on was just a bit much. And he was like sympathising with me, saying. God, I can't imagine it. Every night on a bloody tour. And I was like, yeah, yeah. But, you know, that's the way it goes. You know, suffer for your art and everything. Um, it's a good job that we do it with me. We horrify people with our true faces. <laughs> well, uh, you know, can we expect to see you guys down here soon? Well, we've been talking about that this very morning because between interviews, um, our booking agent, who, strangely enough, is... Um, the guy I formed Cradle of Filth with, Paul Ryan, he went off on a completely different tangent, different path to mine, um, and he's actually been really successful as a booking agent. He works for the agency group, and we just announced a European tour yesterday, and he's been badgering me today about dates for, for South America, and then we've got our much belated American tour looking like it's going to happen uh, beginning of January through to, to March. And then that's pretty much as, as far as the horizon as it goes. And then he was mentioning today about getting interest from uh, Australian promoters. And I was like, yes. And don't forget to put New Zealand on there because it's the band have been wanting to strike that off their um, bucket list for some time now. There's little pockets of places around the world, like Turkey, for example, we've tried to play there about four or five times, and every time something happens. Last time it was the big riots they held in Turkey, and the government obviously thought that 35,000 rabid metalers was some kind of weird social gathering and so banned it. Um, but New Zealand, for some reason, always gets omitted from the Japanese, Asian, you know, Australian leg of the tour. So, fingers crossed this time with a new promoter who, uh, you know, I can physically ring up and abuse, um, <laughs> it will happen. So you've never been to New Zealand yourself at all? No, not at all, no. Only in a dream about hobbits. <laughs> 
So that'd be cool. That's I've never been. I'm a, I'm not far away from there. Obviously, a couple of hours on a plane, but I've never been myself. But I'd love to go check out Hobbiton and and everything like that. It's meant to be awesome. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, uh, we're going to go to the track enshrined in the crematoria from Hammer of the Witches. It's been great chatting with you tonight, man. And best of luck with everything you got coming up, and uh, of course the killer album that comes out this week. Brilliant for your support. I just want to direct people to cradleoffilth.com or the Danny Filth or Cradle of Filth Facebook pages because as much as I despise social media they're the main places where and we're always updating it our, our, the woman we have that works for us to update social media she's posting like two or three times a day so if there's any news about touring Australia that's the first place it will happen Awesome, we'll keep our eyes peeled Thanks Heath for uh, your time tonight man My pleasure, cheerio, bye Planning on traveling this summer? Make saving at the pump part of your plans with two times the fuel points from Harris Teeter. It's easy. Download your eVic coupon, and for every dollar you spend with your Vic card, you'll get two fuel points. That's up to $1 per gallon on quality fuel at participating BP and Harris Teeter fuel centers. Download your eVic coupon today and save money at the pump all summer long with eVic and Harris Teeter fuel points. 